0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Tea with Crema. My name is Chris, I'll be one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hello! We have a super special episode for you, because it's going to be the start of a short series that we're doing, producing, making, and taking our time to talk about. We're going to be starting a book club set of episodes.
1: Book club, book club, book club.
0: I'm particularly excited because I have been trying really hard to get Emma to join a two-person book club for a very long time, and we've gotten started quite a few times. I think one time we even read the full book. Together. Together. It was, we got most of it done and then we just did not, it didn't go anywhere. I think we had other people reading the book. I had coworkers who were reading the book. It was, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. So hopefully, you know, this episode will help us take that idea and go all the way and really be committed to this book club. So we wanted to reflect on our love of reading. But before we get into this episode, Emma, what tea do you have today?
1: Ouch, it's hot. Um, I have to read it because I actually don't remember what it's called. Uh, ginger turmeric herbal tea from Trader Joe's. Apparently it's organic. I think turmeric has some kind of healing properties. It's very yellow. Um, I actually haven't even tried it yet. So y'all are about to hear the first sip. Spicy? But,
0: hmm. I wonder if that's that's the ginger, isn't it?
1: I, I think so. But the turmeric is... I don't think turmeric has a taste like that. Anyway, what are you drinking today?
0: Well, conveniently, I too am trying a tea that I've not yet tried. And it is Lemon Ginger by Bigelow. And it'll be interesting because I don't usually go for ginger teas. But, you know, got to try everything at least one time. And it was a gift, so I want to take the time,
1: enjoy it. So how is it? Have you tried it yet?
0: I haven't tried it yet, but it's also really, really fresh. So it's—I there will not be a, oh, let me try it right this second. I'm going to have to wait a little bit.
1: Let's get into tea time then about books. Like Chris was saying, we have been trying to start a book club with the two of us. So a book duo, if you will. So if anyone is interested, let your girl know in the Instagram if you would like to join. But let's start with, do you or do you not love books?
0: I at my present state in my life, can say, I enjoy books. I would not 100% say that I love them. And we'll probably get into a bit of the reasoning why I'm at a, I enjoy them right now. But yes, I enjoy books. It's complicated history. I've come to enjoy them again.
1: Is that your relationship status with books? It's complicated?
0: It's complicated. Yeah. What about you?
1: books and I are married. I don't know. I love books, honestly. And it's really a problem. Like, Chris always has to stop me from buying books. um, Because I'll just buy books, and then it'll sit on my shelf. And eventually, I'll get to all of them. But I do have a problem. So I do love them. What's not to love about them. But let's talk about then, why do you have a complicated history?
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you what's not to love about books. Uh, well, I would say When I started reading intensely in elementary school, I absolutely adored reading. I loved it. It was one of my favorite things to do. I would skip going outside. I would read for as much as I could, finish books so fast. And I think part of it is because I could read whatever I wanted to. So we would go to the public library, pick out books. I would pick the books I wanted to read, and I would finish them up. It'd be really nice, enjoyable, something I was passionate about. And then in comes middle school, where you have to start reading books that you don't necessarily care for, and then you have to do assignments based on them. And then sometimes people tell you that your thoughts are wrong about books, which I've never... I'm still struggling with like how can I read a book, interpret the book based on my lived experiences, and then be told that's not right? How do you? How does that work? I don't understand. How are you going to tell me my interpretation is wrong? I don't get it. So when reading became, it felt like more like an assignment, a chore, a task, something I had to, I had to do. I it it took a lot of the fun out of it. I didn't have as much. I didn't enjoy it at that point, and I fell off. Did not really get back into it until really until i graduated from my undergrad because at that point i was able to start picking books that i liked again and did not feel as though people were tearing down my interpretations of a book Hmm. so that's my complicated history so i'm at a point where i'm getting back into books things that i'm wanting to read Mm -hmm. and I know it's important to discuss books, but that's why I want to discuss it in a more like book club setting as opposed to a classroom setting. Because what I don't need is for someone to say, like, you interpreted it wrong. We can disagree. That's my history. What about you?
1: I think from a young age, my parents have always encouraged me to read. It sounds similar to you, you know, like your parents encouraged you to read. They didn't ever, like, make it seem like... Reading was weird or anything like that. And I think a lot of it has to do with my auntie Naomi, rest in peace. She was like the one who really started my love of books. She would take me to Barnes and Noble like every other weekend or whenever she was um going to the bookstore and she'd just let me pick out as many books as I wanted and would just let buy all of them for me. So I'd be walking out. Like she would also go in to buy herself some books because she was also a super avid reader. And so she would be just like, okay, yeah, like, what books do you want? Okay, I'll give you a limit of five. And she'd just buy whatever books I wanted. And Barnes & Noble is not cheap, y'all. But I really do think that that is, like, where my love of reading started was because she, you know, allowed me to pick whatever books I wanted, never questioned it, just like, I'm just glad you're reading type of situation, you know. And so that's kind of where my love of reading came from. And in school, like I never really had much of an issue with like reading the assigned readings and things like that. I actually enjoyed those books. I can't say there was ever a book, animal farm, (laughs) but I can't say there was ever a book that I was just like, oh, this is such a chore to read. You know, like I, like I was in honors English my entire time, AP English, and I loved all the books that we ever read. I always, you know, was maybe an overachiever and would read ahead (laughs) Like in my undergrad, we didn't really read books like that for my engineering classes. So it was also really nice when I would take like my ethnic studies courses and women's studies courses and getting those books because I wasn't reading super often. Um, so and I was more reading like academic articles, which are
0: not books
1: not books and very technical and you know props to those scientists who come up with those but it is not easy to get through sometimes if you're not in the bright brain so I also appreciated those classes that I got to take that were non-engineering classes that I got to like actually sit down and like discuss with others um, about what we were reading so I would say that my history with reading is not super complicated I mean, now that we're talking about making a book club, have you ever been in a book club? Because now we want to start this book club. Do we have ground rules? Do we have expectations? Have you ever been in one that you can kind of like go off of about like what you liked or didn't like?
0: I've solidly never been in a book club, which also might be part of the difficulties that we've had. So I don't, I don't know what the ground rules should be. I don't know if I should be setting people's time limits. I don't know. Do I go on the internet, find questions to talk about? I Do we just open open forum this? a Socratic seminar, I don't actually know. So maybe that's part of the the difficulty of trying to start a book club from literal scratch. But also, if we all enjoyed a book and read it, I feel like if the book is really good, and you're engaged, the conversations come a bit more naturally. That's my interpretation of why I was like, oh, yeah, starting a book club would be fine.
1: I have also not ever been in a book club. So also, again, maybe that's why I have joined a Pacific virtual book club at Pussy Fee Virtual Book Club. Hey, y'all. But it's a bunch of Pacific Islanders who read books every month and they meet every Tuesday and they discuss the books that they read. It's just like Tuesdays always seem to be kind of like my busy days. So I've never had a chance to actually call in but I bought every single one of the books that they're reading every month. So I probably could like keep up. It's just been kind of difficult for me.
0: Do you read the books or do you just buy them?
1: I read some of them and like I'll like read it through the month and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm like so behind. I can't even, I can't even. But I really like the way that they set it up because it's like every Tuesday they discuss a certain amount um, usually like four chapters or five chapters depending on how long the book is but I like the way that they set it up that it's literally you only have a month to finish right and so they I guess they look at however many pages it is divided by four or five weeks depending on how long the month is and then someone in their club facilitates the entire month and so it was really cool because this last week they were doing well maybe it was a couple of weeks ago but uh, they were reading currently white feminism by koa beck and they got the author to come on to their zoom call and like Ask questions and like facilitate a whole discussion around her, wait, around like their experience writing the book and everything. So it was really cool. I didn't actually get to go again because I don't know what we were doing. But <laughs> so like seeing their space really grow has kind of inspired me. Like, oh wow, like this is like we out here, we out here reading. So maybe we could kind of you know like mimic the way they're doing it. Again, right now we're currently a book duo. So if anyone likes Joy and I are, uh, become a book trio. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know if we can be a club with only two people.
0: Also, if you've been in a book club and might have some guidance or suggestions, that would also be great because, again, we just out here flying blind. It's just, it's happening. It is happening. What would you say has been like your favorite like reading and discussion experience? Or do you have a memorable one that really stands out to you?
1: That's the thing about that. Like in the terms of like the method it was done, or in terms of like we were discussing a book and it got, it was really good.
0: I'd say either one because I know that you had mentioned, I know in your undergrad in particular, there were some experiences, some classes that you really enjoyed. so I'm just curious if there's any one or two that like really stands out. that might help us mm-hmm. figure out what a book club could look like too.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed um I was taking a women's studies course in my last year of my undergrad and if I'm not mistaken I might have been taking it for funsies now that I think about it I don't think it was required oops (laughs) um but it was like we were talking about and this is kind of like where a lot of my feminist thought and theory comes from when I think of like my journey through identity work and things like that um we were discussing Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde And I really enjoyed the way that our TA set up our discussions in that it was student led. So there each group was in charge of either a section of the book or the entire book. And they'd basically teach it to the class and then it would be open forum. And so there were some pretty good discourse amongst students and in particular, like seeing, you know, BIPOC students and white students experiences and just like the way that they compare. And it was it was such a safe space that people felt okay to like bring up without, you know, fear of like, Oh, God, you know, like, am I about to be canceled for this? And I thought that that was really important, because that's super easy when you're, you know, 21, 22 years old to be like, that person is trash. They are no longer allowed in this discussion, because everything they say is dumb, which I think that my TA really allowed for them to like kind of grow and like all of us to grow in this experience that You know, just because that's your lived experience, like let's talk about them, let's, you know, unpack. Have you ever had a certain discussion type thing that's memorable to you?
0: It was also a women's studies class, black women's studies. And it was one of the few books that I like actively made sure I was on top of my readings for. Because the again, just like wanting to participate in the conversation and having a background and an understanding of what we were talking about. That class, I made sure I read that book. In fact, what book was have. it? It was, so one of the books, in fact, I still have it here, where, I tried to read it. Oh, A Shining Thread of Hope was the main one, Darlene Clark Hine and Kathleen Thompson. And I think, if I remember correctly, how do I explain this book? I just know that we took out, we didn't read like the whole book cover to cover. Um, Those excerpts? Mm-hmm. So, we read different sections. Oh, yeah. So, it just talks about, like, black women's experiences since the 17th and 18th centuries. Essentially, when black women were brought to America as slaves. So, starting there. And the book gets up to the 80s. Wow. And then... But, again, we did not read the entire book. And this was also the class that, like, um, I think Formation by Beyonce had just come out. And Uh, we spent a good two classes talking about... We got into that discussion. It was oh my gosh! A- I
1: think we were taking women's studies at the same time because that's literally what happened during mine. That my uh, my TA at the time had actually woven formation into her thesis. Was like starting to like going to argue with it for her dissertation. I yes, that was intense. I remember that. That was like a whole.
0: How was the time? That it was, was a, a time. time
1: to be alive. It was a time mm. to be an undergraduate in Taking a women's
0: studies class. Yeah, I tell you?
1: for sure. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Anyway, uh, let's get back on track. <laughs> so good books that we've read, you know, as undergrads. Let's go back to like our childhood then. What is your favorite book or series that you read as a child or teenager?
0: I have so many. So one that overlaps with my love of cooking is called Cook-A-Doodle-Doo. And I love that book, and it gives you a a recipe at the end on how to make a strawberry shortcake.
1: Mm-hmm. And I did
0: it, and it was really good.
1: Yeah. And
0: but I don't, I don't think I still have that book. And then one of the first like book series that I got into really intensively were the Magic Treehouse series. Mm. Still have my original Magic Treehouse. Like my mom bought a special Magic Treehouse like set that's in this like treehouse box. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the first series that I like read and just went for it. And then Number of the Stars, I think was one of the first books that I read that like, it was a class read and we, we we cried as a collective and it was in third grade. And then, wait, you said Teenager too, right? Mm -hmm. I also really enjoy House of the Scorpion. I know I've tried to get you to read it like several times.
1: Oh, I have it. Because you bought it for me.
0: Mm-hmm. It's one of the few books that I... Because I don't often read books twice. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few books I've read three times, actually. Wow. And, like, am ready to read it a fourth time. I... Truly enjoy.
1: that Maybe book. that's the book we should open with then, because you
0: enjoy the book so much. And we can talk. There's some topics in there we can discuss. And
1: that's a, it's crazy because there's these you know pretty intense topics, and like it, it's a youth book. It's like a young mm-hmm. adult book. It's mm-hmm. not an adult book by any means. So
0: and you can get into it. It is intense. But what about you? What are some child teenager books that just really pop out to you?
1: My favorite book from when I was a child, or from I guess like young adult ish was The Book Thief and I keep bringing up The Book Thief and I I honestly I've read it once and I could never go back to it because it was so heartbreaking the first time I read it but now I think as an adult I should read it one more time because I need to remember why that book stuck in my head and whenever I think of like oh my gosh that was there was a book that just like broke my heart it was The Book Thief but like the first like really intensive series I got into like I read all you know like Aragon and um
0: terrible movie.
1: Yeah, terrible movie, not a good one. And Harry Potter, like I stood in line for five, six, and seven when they came out. That was that was a time to be alive. Was waiting for Harry Potter five, six, and seven to come out. So, what is a favorite book you've read recently, though?
0: Let's define recently, like in my adulthood.
1: Yeah, so it can be anything, like in your adulthood, maybe this year, maybe in the past couple of years. What's one book that's like stuck out to
0: you? And I'm really I'm looking at my bookcase to see which ones I've read recently-ish. Mm-hmm. Um Because I just finished Trevor Noah's book. I finished Michelle Obama's book. Autobiographies are not necessarily my favorite, but those are both really enjoyable. I have also finished reading, you know what one I started, could not get into? Mindset. Growth mindset. Couldn't Ooh. do it. Did not. I couldn't do it. I did read a book on Greek classical Greek mythology because I really enjoy it.
1: Nerd.
0: <laughs> I read the whole, whole book. It was great. And then one that I read like a while ago but would definitely read again is called Gulp by Mary Roach. I read it on my own. I think like right towards the end of college. It was just something that I read for funsies. And it's just about your digestive system. And it is a great, it is hysterical, but also very informative. So I would definitely recommend that one. But yeah, I think those are the ones that stand out the most that I have started to read. And then I just finished The Color of Law. And so, yeah, I'm about to pick a new book. We'll see. What about you?
1: Yagayasi, she wrote Homegoing, and that was her debut novel, Chia Americana by Chiamanda Ngozi Adichie. Um, That was a great book. She's a fantastic writer. An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. Those are all like books that have really changed my thinking, I guess, and really have been super enjoyable. I've also been trying to be a little bit more intentional, looking at more BIPOC authors. And BIPOC, for those of you who don't know, is Black, Indigenous, People of Color. And so... I enjoy and, you know, specifically like bi walk um, women of color. I like to you know support their writing because, you know, representation was not something that was super seen growing up. And so I think that now, like as an adult and like seeing all these other writers coming out and supporting their work is super important to me. So I've been trying to be a lot more intentional in the way that I am reading. Um, Chris and I both bought
0: All Boys Aren't Blue.
1: Did you finish it?
0: I haven't started it yet.
1: Okay. So we both bought that. So, and you know, like also in terms of like being representative with, um,
0: the queer community.
1: Yeah. And so we've been trying to be super intentional in that way as well. So what is currently then, since we both haven't read that, what is currently on your to be read list, your TBR list?
0: So I will say, you know, all boys aren't blue is one of the ones that's on the top. And that would be George M. Johnson then I have Felix Ever After by Case and Callender, and then The Black Flamingo by Dean Adda. Those are like top of my um, queer studies books. And then I have They Were Her Property as one of my black studies books. The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, Redefining Realness which has some intersectionality because that's by Jeanette Mock, who is a black trans woman. So
1: you again, got options. You got lots I have of things. A, <laughs> I
0: have a lot of things. And then I have some professional books that I'm trying to read, you know, get better faster, the data book that all of the people read, what are driven by data 2.0. So,
1: yeah. And I think that goes back to like, as educators, we are always constantly doing professional development. And so, That's also something that, like, kind of gets in the way. Teaching is also like, oh, really, like, full time plus hours job. Now, like, we really have to be intentional about the way that we carve out time to read these books. Um, on my TBR list, like, I have an entire bookshelf that's filled with books that I have yet to read, um, including All Boys Aren't Blue. I have Ibram Kendi's books on how to be an anti racist, um, Circe by Madeline Miller. I also just uh, got the book. They were her property because I saw Chris was reading it, so I decided by
0: Stephanie Jones Rogers. I realized that I did not drop her name the first time, so I just wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not even dropping. We will also like post these books too.
1: I'm excited. Like I really do enjoy reading. I really do want to make that part of my routine. You know, I do. I have started journaling at night again, so you know, maybe carving out 30 minutes to read and like however many minutes to journal. I think is going to start being a part of my routine just so that I can start getting through books as quickly as I used to.
0: Because it's a practice. It takes, you have to get back into it. I've noticed that with my writing. I gotta, and so I'm thinking, I will say that ties into like part of why I want to start a book club is I think it's really important to have not necessarily super structured conversations, but intentional, thoughtful conversations. Because I know in school, it's built into what you're doing, especially if you're in those types of classes, but I still, I want to find a way to still develop my reading and have those discussions. And then something that I found recently is that I actually want to incorporate writing into these book clubs because my I'm amount of practice on my writing, I've realized. So I want to get back into just that habit of just constantly developing, growing, um, and continuing to use those skills in, in this particular case, reading and in hopefully writing. So I'm super excited to incorporate those into our book club. I do hope that people want to join, even if they're not interested in the writing part. It's fine. I just have to practice my writing more.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like I kind of want it to look like it doesn't have to be like all of us have to be on a Zoom call. You know, it can be we can be really creative with this. Maybe we're all in a forum somehow. Maybe we all start a Slack or like a group me and we discuss the books in that way. There's so many different ways that I think that this can go, which is kind of What I'm interested in. I also just like want to start a book club just so that I can start reading again because it's something that I truly do miss. And it's hard for me to encourage students to read when I don't even, you know, like do it myself normally. So I can completely understand the necessity of it. So is there any kind of like types of books that you want to read, kinds of discussions that you want to have in these?
0: I mean, yes, there are types of books. So I definitely want to make sure that I'm reading books that are from various perspectives. So from queer perspective, from Black perspectives, from women's perspectives. So I want to just make sure that I'm being intentional, like you've already mentioned, in the selection of those books. So just being more thoughtful, because I know that growing up, there were a lot of books written from the white perspective. And I just want to read a little bit more, dive a little deeper, get into... Other perspectives in a literary sense as well. And at this point, I would say this is, there's so, there's a lot of diversity out there. There are a lot of options and availability. So I just want to take advantage of it. And I think part of that journey is also having those discussions with other people. It just means a little bit more when you share those experiences with others.
1: That's for sure. I agree. I agree 100%. So if y'all would like to join us in our book club, let us know. I was just thinking right now and I kind of came up with the idea we should do like a March Madness bracket type of style to figure out what our first book should be. But I think that is about all we have to say. So we're super excited. We just kind of wanted to start, you know, thinking about that, getting the feelers out there to everyone else. How do y'all feel about a book club? And, you know, maybe some of these episodes will then become dedicated to some books that we've been discussing and reading and some takeaways that we have from it. And that's really all we hope to get.
0: With that, we can start our rapid fire questions. We are getting... The sound effects worked out, everybody. I promise.
1: GarageBand, help me out. I need to go to a, a class specifically for GarageBand just so I can get the sounds.
0: <laughs> it is. It is in the works. I know Jeffrey sent me a few things. We're going we're gonna to work it out, okay? It, Thanks, it's, Jeffrey. It's going to happen. So with that, Emma, would you like to ask the first rapid-fire question?
1: Sure. So since we are talking about books, I thought I'd have a book-related question. What is... Your favorite movie or TV show adaptation of a book, and what is your least favorite?
0: My favorite. So like a a series that like I watched it and I was like, actually, this wasn't terrible as it relates to the book. Yes. I would say Bridge to Terabithia is one that comes to mind. What a book. They did really well on that one. So I would say, yeah, that one definitely would be one of the top lists of movies that did the book justice really really did well with that as far as movies that did not do the book justice i think we all know a lot of books and movies that do not it just didn't work out so like percy jackson and the olympians oh
1: man it had so much potential that book those books are fantastic
0: aragon
1: also fantastic i think they need to try it again try it just one more time
0: what are... There's some other ones I was like, what is... Like, what? I think the Divergent series got... Askew, like, just... I... What? There were just moments I, like I don't... Huh. Just were not true to the source material at all. I agree. Mm-hmm. That plot twist ending that they put in Twilight, that last Twilight one, it was, like, the imaginary scene that wasn't even in the book, and then they added it to the movie, and then plot twist, it was, like, a vision. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that was... That wasn't the whole movie. But, like, that section, I was like, how are we just adding scenes to books here? Like, what is happening? Oh, goodness.
1: Terrible. Um, I think my favorite—actually, no, I'll start with my least favorite. We'll start with a cold and then end with a warm. My least favorite adaptation was actually Goblet of Fire. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I did not enjoy that one. The main scene was completely was so bland compared to the book. The book was scary 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 scary
0: but also that book was huge
1: it was it was a very big undertaking i mean they could have split it into two like they did number seven i think my favorite out of the harry potter series that i thought was pretty accurate was number six i thought that that was as close as they were going to get to the book um but number four was my least favorite also you have to take into consideration that they changed directors every two movies which was kind of weird but my favorite that i thought was pretty close tv show wise a Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon did a fantastic job in that, and they really did a great job with the source material. My favorite movie adaptation that I thought was pretty close, like as accurate as you could get for, you know, Hollywood standards was Crazy Rich Asians. I would say that that was a pretty good one. That's one of Chris and I's favorite movies. Um, and now he's read the book, but I always tell him, "I'm like, man, the book just has like a little bit more details. Like, there's just a little bit more that they just can't put into a movie." But I thought they did really well.
0: I'm not gonna. Yeah, they had to simplify. I read the book and I was like, "Yeah, there's no way you could visually include all of the connections from the book." I it was it was de- like it was a lot of. I like the way they simplified it in the movie.
1: Yeah. I thought they did a really good job of the simplification. Like it wasn't, there wasn't anything that was lost.
0: I felt like, um, you got the major emotions. You got a lot of the major characters, like mm -hmm. really brought some of them to life. Like, yeah, it worked out really well. I think
1: I agree. So what is your rapid fire question?
0: My question has absolutely nothing to do with books, but where is a place that you could absolutely never live? Never, ever? Like, ever, ever.
1: I know these are supposed to be rapid-fire questions. I really can't think (laughs) of it. Could never live... Oh, I'm probably going to get some hate for this. Sorry, family, if any of you are listening. Utah. Only because it gets so cold and it gets so hot. It's like the worst it is. And I thought Texas was bad. Texas is pretty bad. I will say that. But Utah winters are brutal like and I think it might have just been a bad experience in winter but in the summer it's not any better it's just not my favorite what about you
0: Las Vegas it just it should it shouldn't be there and like 115 plus degrees regularly it's in the middle of a desert it's nothing but casinos where people smoke all over the place I just I've never even been there but I just couldn't. I could not do it. Would not make it. Don't
1: judge a book by its cover. It's so fun, though. When the panini is over, we'll go. Just so you can have a it. go good time.
0: It's not Vegas. Well, with that, where can people find the podcast, Emma?
1: You can find our podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at the Tea with Crema. You can also find us on anywhere that you can stream podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and also, coming soon, YouTube.